0: Adventure Calendar of Mr. Timothy Hope, a Christmas expedition in 24 letters. 15th December. My dear Lady Misericordia, I hope this letter finds you well. I wonder, of course, when I might ever get to send you this letter, now that we have gone beyond the postal service even of Norway. And not just the postal service. We are also now beyond grocers, butchers, farmers, vegetable patches, and even berry bushes. We are, in fact, beyond food. I am, in case you had not guessed, starving hungry. We are on what your father likes to call expedition rations, a feast compared to what he had to live on during the Indian mutiny, apparently. And he did not seem at all swayed when I pointed out that the only thing likely to make Jim, our guide, and the dogs rise in rebellion against us were the expedition rations themselves. Be prepared, Hope. Always my motto. Be prepared, like the scouts, is what he said, and then he repeated his joke. Your father came up with the joke when we were on the train after my encounter with the wolves, which appeared to strike him as terribly entertaining, and ever since then he has repeated the joke at every opportunity. He appears to find the joke funnier and funnier every time he repeats it. This is his lordship's joke. Better to travel with hope. Then to arrive! And then he laughs away to himself under his breath. He is quite wrong about it getting funnier. Entirely the opposite, in fact. Anyway, expedition rations it is, which means, as far as I can tell, just enough to whet the appetite, but nowhere near enough to actually feel fed. And after all my excitement yesterday, I especially needed nourishment. But no special favour was given, not to me, and not to Baronet Oxshott, even after he had lost most of his dinner, to the Professor's whip practice. So, hungry to bed it was, for all of us, which might go some way to explaining what happened during the night. I'm sharing a tent with Harry, and we talked for a little while, speculating on where our journey might be taking us. Eventually, we both dropped off to sleep, and I dreamt happily of Latin lessons, until I suddenly found myself being shaken awake by Harry. Mr. Hope, there's something up! Indeed there was. The camp was alive with shouting and bellowing. We leapt from our sleeping backs and out into the snow. We all sleep fully clothed here, what with the cold. And Harry even keeps his cap on in bed, I've discovered. And there, in the dying firelight, we came upon the most spectacular tableau. There in the centre of the camp, surrounded by the dogs all snarling and barking, was Baronet Oxshot, in nothing but his red flannel underclothes. And facing him, a huge polar bear. It was quite the most enormous creature I have ever seen, a great, powerful mountain of white fur that lumbered to and fro round the fire, confused and annoyed by the lights and the noise. Oxshot was holding a frying pan in one hand, and there in it four rashers of half-cooked bacon. He had obviously been cooking a midnight snack for himself, and the smell had attracted the bear. Oxshot was now holding the frying pan as far away from the bear as he could, not daring to take his eyes off the huge animal as it sniffed and snuffed at him, "'trying to discover which was the tasty, tempting, smelling bit of him "'and which was the hairy, shouting bit. oxshot edged backwards around the fire, pan first, "'and the bear edged after him, "'torn between the strange threat of the flames and the smell of the bacon. "'Lord Daunt stuck his head out of his tent, "'took one look at the situation and bellowed, "'Ockshot!' "'The bear swung around at the noise, and with a surprised, "'Burr!' his lordship ducked back inside. At that moment, Oxshot, taking advantage of the distraction, leapt from the fire, making for his own tent. But the bear was quicker. With surprising speed for such a large animal, it wheeled around. The great head lunged forward at the bacon, and without thinking, Oxshot punched it squarely on the nose. Taken completely by surprise, the bear reared back, its massive paws, like soup plates with claws on, flailing around. And then it turned and lolloped off into the night. Blighter was trying to steal my bacon, explained oxshot "'My bacon!' pointed out Lord Daunt, re-emerging. "'It was trying to steal the bacon you had stolen from my supplies.' "'Dashed hungry!' said Oxshot. "'So was he!' interjected the Professor. "'The world's largest land predator, the polar bear, needs a lot of meat, I should imagine.' "'Must be hungry, yes,' said Jim, our Finnish guide. "'Never this far south, only when he has hungry.' "'Largest is he?' Ockshot gazed off into the darkness after the bear. "'Big head, was it?' "'Well, if you've quite finished larking about, Ockshot,' said Lord Daunt, who was evidently still upset about the bacon, "'perhaps we can all get back to bed. Busy day tomorrow.' Dashed well will be,' said Ockshot, slightly mysteriously, and dived back into his tent. "'Fool!' muttered Lord Daunt, "'and the rest of you.' And he too disappeared back inside. Harry and I returned to our tent to discuss ox-shot, polar bears, and happily oat cakes, a secret supply of which Harry has generously offered to share with me. Splendid chap! Now, perhaps, my gnawing hunger sated, I might be able to sleep. Yours, covered in crumbs and quite exhausted. Timothy Hope Esquire, Tutor The adventure calendar of Mr. Timothy Hope was written by Tobias Sturt and was read by John Millington and illustrated by Amanda Gray. The theme music was On a Christmas Morning by Prince's Orchestra from dawnofsound.com. Find out more at timothyhope.com.